marketing materials are very, very important. Um, you know, just a book without a media kit and stuff is not going to do very much. People kind of forget about that. They're like, well, the book speaks for itself. And, you know, you got to have a website. You got to have a press release. You got to have one sheets, you know, things like that. You're listening to Jennifer Ellis, celebrity publicist and manager to the stars. Whether you're a celebrity or want to be one in your business niche, you're about to hear some great tips because Jennifer is today's guest on Solopreneur Success. And in case you didn't know, be sure to stick around after the outro music every episode because I always have a little something to add afterwards. All right, cue the music. Welcome to the Solopreneur Success Podcast, where successful business owners gather to share true stories and sound advice to help you start and grow your own solopreneur business. Come soar with us and design the life you love. Now, here's your host, Steve Combs. Well, hello, solopreneurs. Today, I'll be talking with Jennifer Ellis. Like many solopreneurs, Jennifer has her fingers in many entrepreneurial pies, so to speak. But today we're going to talk about her key services, publicity and management. In fact, I'd like to share a quick story about how I met Jennifer. I'm the managing editor of a natural health publication called Live Pain-Free, have been for the past decade. And in that, the publisher, Jesse Canone, interviews a leading natural health expert for every monthly issue. And sometimes it takes a lot of work, real work, to bring on a great guest. And that's a big part of the role for me. And one of our recent interviewees was Dawson Church, was someone I identified as a great potential interviewee on the topic of EFT or emotional freedom techniques. And during that process of trying to connect with him, I met Jennifer and she manages the speaking engagements for Dawson. And long story short, after some back and forth, we were able to determine, yes, that's a good fit for him. And we worked together to make the interview happen. And now today, I'm excited to bring Jennifer on to Solopreneur Success to share some of her insider secrets for being a great publicist. So Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Steve. I appreciate it. Well, I tell you, a lot of people have this glamorous idea of publicist and they get this vision maybe of a Hallmark movie actress and they're wrangling a big time author client into making themselves a success. And I'm, I'm curious, how does that picture that some people might have line up with your day-to-day reality as a real life publicist? I and mean, is it even half as glamorous as some people think? What is, what is life like for you as a publicist? Well, it's funny because right before we came live, I was telling you that like, I'm putting fires out today. 10.30 p.m. last night, I get an email. I can't talk to this person at 8 o'clock in the morning, right before <laughs> I'm about to turn my computer off and sleep for the night. Then this morning, like lots of little changes and tweaks and it's like one thing after another. There's just some days like that. You know, some days you're working so hard and doing so many things that are last minute that it's like, you know, barely grabbing a coffee or you know, putting your clothes on. It's like, you know, difficult, you know. Cause, and then some days are more quiet, but some days are just very crazy, especially with media too, aside from my own clients. Sometimes there's media that's like, you know, we have a hot story and we want your client on and you got to be on top of that if you want to book them. Yeah, it makes sense because obviously the news aren't going to wait. You know, tomorrow right. is a different story. So it has to be quick on the uptake for that. So do you, do you meet famous people during your, your course of work? I've been very blessed to meet some wonderful people. Yes, definitely. Um, you know, in my past life in the music industry, met some wonderful celebrities and in this one as well. And, you know, what's interesting for me too, sometimes um, the celebrity, like, you know, household name, sometimes for me, like the celebrities that I meet are not even the ones that people would think are like, oh my gosh, you know, I can't believe you met that person. Because to me, it's like sometimes I just admire the work they're doing in the world. And to me, they're a celebrity. Like, sometimes it's just a, a yoga teacher that I follow on Instagram. And to me, they're like, oh my gosh, you're doing such great work in the world. 
So they're a celebrity to me, but maybe other people didn't even know them. <laughs> yes. So, that is such an important point. And I, I just want to pull on to that because uh, solopreneurs, listen, you don't have to be known to the entire world to make a real difference in somebody's life. And you can be a celebrity in your niche of the world. What Jennifer just said here is so true. You don't have to be the person that 10 million people know. You might be the it guy or the it gal for 10,000 people or 1,000 people, but yet you're making a real difference in their life. I think that's just so important to call out. Build that relationship. And, and don't worry about, you know, how many people know me as much as are you building real lasting relationships with the people you help? For you, it might not be the big name that some people might recognize, but rather somebody that to you has made an impact in your life. Exactly. Yeah. And they might have a lot of Instagram files, but they might not be like, you know, Oprah or, you know, Brad Pitt type celebrity. But, you know, to me and some other people, you know, they might be a celebrity. It's wonderful when I see my clients out there, you know, maybe they have 10,000, you know, followers. But, you know, when I get letters from people that hear them on TV shows or radio shows, and that's the difference they're making in people's lives, that's, you know, that's a celebrity to them. That's absolutely right. So being a publicist, is that something you've always wanted to do? You mentioned about a music industry career. I mean, how, how did you get to where you are today? What was your path? Um, you know, it's a very interesting path. I was actually always wanted to work in the music industry, actually. And um, that's what I did right after high school, worked in the music industry. And I spent over a decade in the music industry. I was making wonderful money in New York. And when I moved to California, it just, I had to pay my rent. It wasn't the same as the industry in New York at all. And I thought it would be the same, if not better in California. And it was not. And also, that was also during the time when digital music started taking over, you know, Tower Records and Virgin Records, they were all starting to close. So the music industry was also at that time kind of on a downfall. So I was like, I got to pay my rent. So I picked up a newspaper and in there was a woman advertising for a publicist and someone to manage her as a speaker. And she had a book coming out a couple months later. And her background was also in the music industry. And I replied to the ad. And I started working with her and right away, first you know, day I started working with her, I was booking stuff for her. So she started referring me to people and they started referring me to people. So that's kind of how I got into this business more now of working with more like speakers, authors, entrepreneurs. And that's a great point as well is take what you know, your experience, and you can parlay that. Even if the entire industry is going through upheaval, you can still take what you have experienced and use that to grow new relationships and, and new business directions. And, and I think that's important to remember as well. You mentioned a lot of different types of people. So who are your best clients? Who, who would be, for, for Jennifer Ellis, who would be the ideal client that you would best be able to help? And what would you do for them? My favorite clients are the ones that are really focused on their message. They really have some passion or desire to put out into the world. It's not completely always about numbers. You know, numbers are really important. You know, number of speaking engagements and gigs you're booking and, you know, where you're getting placed in the media. All that's important. But really when their base desire is to share their message is that's really what attracts me. I'm also very picky in terms of it has to in some way resonate with me too. Like I feel like I have to be able to authentically represent my clients. So there's clients that I turn down if what they are doing is not in line with what I believe or that I can be really get behind, I don't take them on. Because I feel like the person that represents them, the media and anyone I'm dealing with can sense that. You know, so I really am very picky about that as well. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm the same way. If, if, if there's something that's not going to be a good fit between me and a client, I'm not going to do the best job for them. And they'll be better with somebody else anyhow. Right. And I'm certainly going to be a lot more 
happy in my day-to-day work with them if I believe in what I'm doing. And so that's key. You, you really have to work with the people who you're best suited to work for. And if it's not a good match, well, you're better off saying, well, let's part ways and let's find a better match for each of us. You're exactly. not doing any favors by, let me just grind it out with this person who's not even a good fit for my business. Right. And there's so many people out there that would be, you know, either way, good, perfect match for me, perfect match for them. I mean, there's so many people out there in the world. So um, but it's just really recognizing that authenticity is really big with me and people can feel that. Exactly. And like you said, it's the abundance mindset. There's no scarcity of people. It's just a matter of, right. <laughs> are, do you have a scarcity mindset? Oh, I can't find anybody. Well, you're not trying very hard or you don't know what you don't know, and then you need to maybe find a mentor or somebody who can help you through that hurdle. And, and that's kind of what you do, I think, in, in a sense with your clients is you help them through the hurdle of how do I get on stage or how do I get engaged in these, you know, get booked on shows or what have you, right? Well, oh, definitely. There's a lot of people that are just starting out and they just have a passion. They're like, I want to get my message out there. I want to write a book. And they don't know the first thing about getting started. And I really love that about them. You know, I really love that they have this passion and desire and I have nothing more that I want to do than, you know, show them how to do that. Yesterday, I had a call with a guy who's, um, you know, he's already fairly well known in what he does, but he wants to write a book and he wants to start to outreach more. So we had a great call yesterday on what he could do to do that. So I really, I just, it's a really fun thing, you know, whether you're just starting out or just, you know, even sometimes at a hurdle, like, you know, I don't know what to do next. I really have, feel like I have kind of like an expertise of how to know what to do next. Yeah, and I, that, that's a great thing you bring to the business too. And I, I think that's worth pointing out is it's not just managing appointments. It's you're bringing real life expertise of what's going to help them grow to the next level, what their goals are for their business. And that's what you're providing. That, that's the real value you're bringing. It's not just can I be a bookkeeper? Anybody can manage a calendar. <laughs> but are you, you know, are you able to bring real world expertise? And that's what you bring. Right. And you know what's interesting is not everyone wants to be like the person out there on national TV shows. I have many people that just want to be known in their community. They just want to start reaching people in their community and help them. And sometimes it's just their state or maybe their school district if they work with children. It's like, it's very specific. Everyone has their own individual goals. It's not always that they want to be in a national level, you know. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. So where do you do your work from? Are you, are you working home or do you have an office or... I have an office in my house. Office in your house. That's nice. So you have a short commute. That's same here. You actually have a huge master bedroom and half of it's in office. And uh, the other half, well, I look at my bed across the room, uh, which is great. Uh, so I don't have to travel real far either. So how do you establish boundaries with your clients? I mean, like you mentioned, you had an email at 1030 last night. How do you set those boundaries between work and home life then? I mean, I know it's going to be a challenge for many solopreneurs. It's been a challenge for me at times. What do you do to kind of make those boundaries work? I have to evaluate actually each one individually. You know, something like last night had to be taken care of. You know, it was just something last minute, something came up for that person, you know, and I have to be like, ah, I can't be like, I'm so angry about this. It just is what it is. I got to handle it and move on with my day and go to bed. Um, but then there's other things like, you know, I used to work with a client who was continually canceling on stuff. And it reflected poorly on me and on her. And that was something that I had to discuss with her. So I really, you know, and it was taking a lot of my time. And, you know, I'd be at Veggie Grill with my husband and she'd be like texting, ah, you know. So, like, you know, that was something I had to discuss with her. So it's, you have to evaluate each one. You know, if it's something that doesn't happen very often and it's emergency, then you know what? It's fine. Take care of it. Move on. Nothing to get upset about. If it's something that's continually happening and it's, like, definitely breaking boundaries all the time, then that's when you know, you have to have a discussion with the client. Yeah, that, that's, that's important. And I certainly 
encourage anybody who has a business to try to keep those boundaries because it'll keep your sanity a lot better if you keep those boundaries. Yeah, that's important. So let's say somebody comes to you today, Jennifer, and says, look, I, I just wrote this new book. And I'd really like your help make this, this message I have available to the world so more people know about what I'm doing and how I can help them. What would your typical process look like? Say they, they reach out to you. How do you begin that relationship or that conversation? What, what should they expect? Uh, first of all, I always look at what their immediate goals are for the book because everyone has different goals for the book. Um, you know, I'm working with a woman right now who just had a book launch and, you know, she doesn't want to do any speaking engagements. She also wants to do minimal media. She actually more or less wants to be more on a university college level with her book. You know, and then there's other people who want to be on a zillion podcasts and, you know, all over the place. So really it's first sitting down and really looking at what their goals are and then strategizing from there. And also seeing, you know, what's realistic too. Like if, you know, no one really knows about this book yet or it's self-published, you know, that's also things that we're going to have to structure differently than if it's, you know, published by Hay House or a Random House or something like that. So we really just sit down and really look at the goals and all the background information. Also, marketing materials are very, very important. Um, you know, just a book without a media kit and stuff is not going to do very much. People kind of forget about that. They're like, well, the book speaks for itself. And, you know, you got to have a website. You got to have a press release. You got to have one sheets, you know, things like that. So there's lots of those uh, basic aspects that we will look at in a first-time phone call. That's great. Now, it sounds like, obviously, the different clients are going to have different levels of involvement yes. of your time. So how do you structure your fees? Or is, that, is it a set fee? Or do you like base it on a per person and what their goals are? Or how do you do that? Usually we start with an inquiry call, like 15, 20 minutes, just to find out where they're at. Um, and then I kind of sit down and uh, go through all their materials, their website, and you look at their social media, and I send them some ideas on moving forward. Um, and it is different with every client. Sometimes very much at the beginning, a starter kit's going to be, you know, the way to go. I had a gentleman recently who do, didn't even have a website. So I said, make a website and then let's do a marketing review. Um, you know, so it, it, everyone's going to be a little bit different. Then there's people that are just already kind of at this well, more well-known status and they just need my management skills. And then that will be something we look at from there. So each one is individual. I start off with a little inquiry call and then kind of intuitively see where, where I think we are a fit. Gotcha. So these people that reach out to you, I mean, how do they find you? Is it mostly referrals these days or do you, you advertise or how do you find clients today? Almost everything's been a referral. I do get a lot from LinkedIn and Facebook, believe it or not. And I got two this week from Instagram as well that wow. were very random. But yeah, most of them are uh, referrals. Uh, I would say like 80% referrals, and like 20% social media. That's quite interesting. So do you actually have time left in your schedule? You sound like you're a very busy person. <laughs> uh, how, how do you, you know, do you have any more time for clients? How does that work for you? Is that like a um, bottleneck for you? Yes, I actually do have time currently because I actually let a couple people go um, recently that I didn't feel like were a match anymore. So I do currently have some time in my schedule. When I do have time, if it's not currently booked, then I have lots of other little you know, passions and businesses that I do on the side. That, and then I use my time on that too. So I, I balance it all out. I figure the right people when it's time for them and I will, you know, hook up and be able to work together. That totally makes sense. And I guess one question I'd ask you is what would be your biggest challenge today then? Is time your challenge or what would be your big challenge if you had to pick one thing? Time is a challenge. I think probably balancing the clientele that I have and like right now, you know, it's like I'm trying to figure out, do I want to fill certain slots with new management clients, just consulting clients, or want to focus more on, you know, my fitness and wellness work? You know, sometimes it's just kind of like, you know, what do I want to fill that time with, you know? <laughs> 
So yeah. that's kind of that's kind of it. And I kind of just have to go into like I have these little angel cards and I picked one the other day and it said acceptance and I'm like, okay, I guess I didn't have to accept where I'm at and then figure that the right thing will come when I know. You know, like I said, a lot of entrepreneurial pies you got your fingers in. <laughs> You're yeah, busy. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. So let's you know, let's say that somebody else wanted to do what you do. Obviously, I mean in a sense, you could say you're a competition, but like you said, not everybody's a good fit. And so if somebody else wanted to do this kind of a business, um, what would be a good first step to get started in being a publicist or doing the kind of work that you do? I would say the first step, you know, it's interesting um, when I do train people for clients, it's not, I don't think it's brain surgery. It's not rocket science. I know people have gone to school for PR and public relations and great for them. I did not. Um, I learned it hands-on and I actually find that's uh, probably the best because it changes so much. You know, you could go to school for that. And like next year is probably going to be different, you know? It's, magazines and podcasts are constantly changing. So, so true. I basically, when I train people, you know, it's, I feel like hands-on is just the best way to go about it. And I understand you actually have a certification program. Is that related to doing that? Oh, yeah, definitely. And what I do is I work with the client plus a lot. Most of the times it's their assistant uh, or someone they hire specifically to do that job. And I walk them through and we start with like just the basics of record keeping. You know, how do I put together a Google Doc and spreadsheet? How do I, you know, know when to follow up with certain people? Uh, we look at marketing materials and how to outreach, how to follow up. So yeah, I walk them through all of that kind of stuff. Uh, and when they're certified by me too, then I refer them out. Because like I said, not everyone that calls me is a match, but I always want to help everybody. You know, I don't just want to send them on their way. So, um, you know, I keep a list of the people that I train. And if I feel like one of them might be a match, then I always refer them because I really love to know that they're going to be well taken care of. That's a great point. So listeners, if, if you're on the stage of, I would like to have my own business, but I just don't know what I want to do yet. And this resonates with you and say, I would like to explore that. Uh, reach out to Jennifer because she has the certification program and she'll walk you step by step through how to actually start this kind of a business. And it sounds like she goes above and beyond by perhaps giving you referrals that aren't a good fit for her business that will help you get established. And that that's tremendous. I mean, that anytime you can have a mentor that'll help you get established in a new business. I know when I started in copywriting, um, I had a couple of different people who were mentors to me that made a tremendous difference in helping me get started quickly and get past the learning curve and the hump of becoming who I wanted to become at that point in time. The same thing with you. You want to find a mentor that's doing what you want to do and that can help you to that next level. So I guess one more question for you, Jennifer, for today. What's next? I mean, what's big for your business? What are you, what, what are you growing into next? Well, that's a great question. Lately, I've been focusing a little bit more on the consulting and the management and just, you know, because that way I can help more people out there. Um, and then also on the side, I, have been, I recently became an ACE certified fitness instructor. So I've also been doing a little bit more of that as well these days. Well, that's exciting. So you, again, <laughs> you're staying very busy in many different directions. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I'm so thankful I got to meet you. Uh, this has been a great conversation today. And I'm sure it's been helpful for many of our listeners. Where can they learn more? Where can they actually connect with you to uh, get in touch with you, whether it's they want to do management services or learn about your certification program or where should they reach out to you at? It's life-enlightenment.com, life-enlightenment.com. And I also wanted to let you know too that for the certification program, it's wonderful for virtual assistants who maybe are just, you know, they were just starting out and they were just working on like scheduling clients and things like that. And they want to like offer different services to their clients. I get that a lot for that program. 
Awesome. And so folks, life-enlightenment.com, I'll put that in the show notes too. So if you're listening while you're driving or something, you know, you can't pull over and type it down safely. <laughs> uh, we'll have it in the show notes where you come back and check it out on the site and uh, make sure you uh, get that site safely when you can look at it. That way you're driving, please. And uh, we look forward to uh, hearing some great results out of people who have found you uh, for your management services or perhaps uh, grow into doing the same kind of business or a VA type of work. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Jennifer. Oh, thanks for all you're doing. It's, you know, shows like yours that help so many people. I wish when I started my business, there was shows like yours that I could listen to. Well, thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Solopreneur Success Podcast. We hope you discovered valuable advice on how to start and grow your own successful solopreneur business. Come soar with us by joining our community at startgrowsoar.com. Again, that's startgrowsoar.com. We look forward to seeing you there. Hey, solopreneur, Steve Combs here again. Just want to let you know the show notes for this episode can be found at startgrowsoar.com forward slash 007. And hey, I just wanted to tell you, if you signed up for my email list, um, I owe you an apology. I have been so busy with the podcast, I have been neglecting the email list. I mean, that's a big no-no in marketing, obviously. And I certainly want to build a relationship with you, my listener. But I just came back this week from a great little half-day class down in Boston with uh, several of the folks from AWeber. They're the email provider that I use for my email list. And getting ready to start building that out providing value to you. So if you have not yet subscribed, make sure you get over to startgrowsore.com and go ahead and subscribe to my email. That's all you got to do is put in your first name and your email. I'm not going to spam you. I'm just going to send you some good stuff, let you know when there's a new episode out and give you some free gifts from time to time. So I'm working on those. I'm looking forward to being in touch with you there. And until then, have a great week.